1: Hello everybody. Welcome back to a new episode of the Upbeat Dietitian's Podcast.
0: Hello everyone. Today we are talking about the very trendy yet also controversial controversial recently energy drink Celsius. This has become all the rage over probably the past like year
1: first, maybe greater than a year, for I think some longer reason, than I'm that. Like, But I think recently like, as we'll dis- yes. describe it's been more in the media but better on for a while yes
0: yes but essentially it's an energy drink why it's more recently coming up is there was some cl- uh, class action lawsuit against it and we kind of want to talk about like what is causing the lawsuit should we avoid celsius and other energy drinks and what do you need to know about this energy drink so yeah let's get into it. First off, this is not a question on here, but I want to ask you, have you ever had Celsius?
1: I don't know. Ugh. Ross likes energy drinks in general, which I'm like, you're married to a dietitian. What are you doing? Kind of thing. But he doesn't do them all the time, which we'll describe kind of spoiler as always everything in moderation, you know, that whole spiel. Um, So I like to try new things. It's kind of my thing to like try new things at the grocery store so once in a while if I see like a really fun flavor I like to try stuff but I I don't like energy drinks in general like I don't I probably had five in my entire life to answer your question and I don't think I've had Celsius I've had some bangs um Ross likes like the Mountain Dew energy drinks they have those these days and they always have like Ooh. new flavors coming out I thought those would be good he got one yesterday it was like a pitch black was what it was called and that was decent um, I think it was like grapey flavor, maybe. I don't know. So I don't think I've had Celsius though. Have you? I have
0: not. I think I've only had Monster and Olani. which oh, Alani. I like
1: love Olani only for the taste. <laughs> well, I was looking on Celsius's site and they have some fun looking flavors too. Like it's a real bummer. They don't just have these flavors and like a juice or like a sparkly seltzer I know. water. I would love that. I know. I know.
0: Yes, they should expand out. But anyway, we're not here to talk about, we're not here to give free marketing advice. Yeah. <laughs> we're here to talk about what is in the Celsius drinks. So there are, are a variety, of, they have expanded out as we're talking about, like they need to expand out. They have expanded out. <laughs> and they have kind of like five most popular ones. And this is the Celsius original. The Celsius stevia, which you could guess by the name, incorporates stevia as its sweetness or sweetener alternative, sugar alternative.
1: Yeah, they use sucralose, I'm pretty sure, in the original.
0: That's That sounds right. There is Celsius heat, which I don't know much about that.
1: We won't go into it a whole lot today, but it has even more fat burning properties.
0: Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, 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 yeah. There is Celsius BCAAs, which is, you can figure that one out. They probably add some type of BCA supplement to it, I assume. Or maybe they don't, and they could also lie. But, well, the world's their oyster. And then there's Celsius on the go, which that one just cracks me up because they're all like in cans.
1: <laughs> right, <laughs> like, like you can't just take a can with you?
0: <laughs> yeah. So we're going to focus primarily on Celsius original because this is the most popular one. And if you've seen a Celsius, it's probably most likely this one. And it's a, it's like primarily advertised to consume before a workout to quote, accelerate metabolism and burn body fat unquote.
1: Yeah. Those are the two claims that are on every can and they say it's clinically proven that these claims are true um they have the science that they get these claims from listed so i'll link that below so you guys can see it and if you want to read the science yourself you can generally speaking though i want to kind of break this science down a little bit um there's five or six studies they link and they like get their claims from and the biggest red flag first of all is that not surprisingly to either of us maybe not you either celsius funded most of these studies, if not all of them. (laughs) So obviously some bias there. (laughs) Yep. A little bit, but what they say is that the research doesn't lie. All of the studies show that Celsius has thermogenic properties, which help make it one of the most advanced energy drinks on the market. So all of these studies in some capacity talk about, um, the Celsius metabolic response, kind of like what happens to our body and our metabolism when we drink these things, But the science is pretty weak tbh they're not super duper great studies i've got a few different bullet points here on why that's the case i mean first of all most of them have very small sample sizes it's like six or ten people over a short period of time yikes yikes the one i'm quoting specifically right here says this but i'm sure others said something of a similar effect um Quote, they said the effects we observed on metabolic rate are sustained and not attenuated during chronic use. It is our understanding that these types of studies are currently being planned by other research groups. Therefore the long-term safety and efficacy of Celsius remains to be demonstrated. So basically it's done over a short period. We don't know the long-term effects of drinking these drinks. And as we'll describe later, when we get into the cons or the potential risks, um, drinking these in large quantities over a long time may not be recommended
0: yeah so yeah. they covered that but probably in like advertising they can leave that out that's something very common a lot of companies will do is they'll like quote research but only focus on one part of it so that's why we got to fact check them
1: exactly um another con with the studies is depending on what their goals were with the study the what's it called, like what they do in the study, um, also involved following a professional exercise routine. And there were typically some diet changes as well. So Mm. we have a correlation between like improved thermogenic effects with these energy drinks, but that was because they were likely alongside exercise routines and diet changes. And one study even said (laughs) to prove that point even further This current study discovered that when not combined with exercise, the same energy drink as studied by Dabo et al. and Roberts et al. yielded no appreciable, appreciable effect on body fat or composition. So this one like literally said, like (laughs) there were no changes in body fat, body fat or composition.
0: Yeah. And it's tough when there are that many moving pieces, just like research 101 when, there are multiple changing factors in that experimental group, it, that correlation does not mean causation. That's a a classic science quote is,
1: just because it there's something happening does not mean that one thing is causing it. That's one that we discuss almost every single day, whether on the podcast yeah. or not about like weight loss, how everyone says weight loss causes this problem. When we have very little evidence that suggests that it's usually weight loss may correlate with type two diabetes. For example, we cannot say that. Wait, are you talking about weight gain? Yes. Weight gain. Yeah. Sorry. Or like being at a certain BMI, I guess is a better way to put Mm it. Um, like being in an obese BMI, which we'll link that below our thoughts on BMI. Um, like when they say that a high BMI causes diabetes, like we can't say that it's maybe correlated, but people in small bodies can also get diabetes as well. Yes. But we're not here so, for that today.
0: <laughs> no, right off the bat, the research is looking a little testy from multiple standpoints. Additionally, this like metabolic acceleration in quotes, that phrase will be in like such small amounts when you're drinking the energy drink that it's not placing enough emphasis like in your goal to quote boost it metabolism or burn body fat number one best way to boost metabolism is to eat (laughs) and number one best way to burn body fat is to like eat and move your body yeah it's and maybe i don't i don't know the actual like nutritional breakdown of celsius that well like if there
1: are any like carbs in it or anything very little the whole thing is like it's low calorie it's got like 10 calories no carbs where do the calories come from then maybe like some bcaas in there oh probably that but the label says no protein no carbs no fat but with the rounding rules we have to assume yes. there's a little bit there's, of at least one of those in there okay
0: well that's yeah 2 grams fat 2 grams carb no carb lol um <laughs> uh, yeah but like If you drink Celsius and you're not moving, you're sedentary, you don't really move much, you don't eat, you skip meals, you aren't eating enough protein in the first place, you aren't sleeping. We just talked about sleep, Mm -hmm. actually, on this last episode. You're not managing your stress. Celsius is not going to be this all-in-one, like, fixing solution. There's a lot of other lifestyle habits that we have to work on to support our overall
1: health. Yeah. We should link the metabolism episode below because that's what we're really talking about here. Like when it comes to boosting your metabolism and what that really means, we discussed in the episode, but basically what we're saying is like, even if these drinks do increase metabolic rate, a certain amount, it's likely so small and that should not be your focus. If like Emily said, you're not sleeping, you're not getting enough protein. You're not eating enough in general. You're not moving your body very much those would be much better places to put your time and energy instead of just chugging Celsius in order to boost your metabolism and burn body fat.
0: Yes. Yes. And you saying chugging Celsius, I want to bring up this next, let's talk about the, like the label and what's actually in it. We already talked about it when I asked about like, are there carbs in this or anything, but let's talk about, maybe some like ingredients that we want to note that aren't carbs. So there are a lot of water-soluble vitamins in Celsius. Water-soluble vitamins and just like nutrition in general is you can only metabolize or like your body can only absorb so much at a time. There isn't like, you like give it like 300% of your daily recommended intake and your body absorbs all that. There's a certain amount and then the rest you're going to pee out. So just because it's packed with these water-soluble vitamins doesn't mean that your body's absorbing all of them.
1: Right, like this, one I'm looking at right here, one of the originals has 1,000% of your biotin for the day. That's
0: not going to be helpful to
1: you. No. (laughs) no,
0: like You don't need that much. Your body's going to be like, get this out of here. This is too much. Second thing I want to note are... And we're going to talk about this in a little bit, but like the caffeine content is there's 200 to 300 milligrams in one Celsius. I haven't looked at all of them, but I'm guessing that's probably an average.
1: I think the heat has more and the original tends to have like 200. And I okay. think the heats tend to have, the heats tend to have 300. Yeah.
0: Okay. So we have this, we're we're going to go into it in a little bit, but essentially there is like a caffeine threshold. We don't want to go over because if we do go over it, it can lead to like other health issues, like heart issues or concentration issues, or there's like, there, caffeine affects a lot of things. We don't, I don't know if we have an episode on caffeine. We should probably do an episode on caffeine.
1: I don't think we have either. I think we've touched on it a few times, but yeah, not specifically. I'll make a note. Caffeine episode. Um, but
0: if you drink two of these, you're at your threshold for the day.
1: Especially if you're doing it back to back. Like I've seen yes. videos of people like literally shotgunning them. Like that's yeah. a big amount of caffeine all at once. First of all, which if you drink coffee, for example, because Emily and I we're not anti caffeine. Like caffeine's not inherently no. a bad toxic thing to your body when you drink coffee, we tend to just kind of like sip it. We're eating a meal, maybe along with it. But if you're just like taking even just one Celsius, just like down the hash really quickly, that's a lot of caffeine all at once. And that can lead to these issues that Emily described of like heart palpitations and seizures. And that of course is even riskier if you're doing like maybe multiple back-to-back, especially if you're not eating as well, which is also a common thing where people are doing these in place of like a breakfast. Yeah. And I was just
0: thinking to myself, like, 400 milligrams is like the safe dose for like adults and i bet like teenagers are drinking these so oh, probably their thresholds probably a little bit lower which they might be like if they're two, doing two it could be like well over it oh yeah so that's spooky there um additionally other just kind of components to incorporate like or just to like note that they talk about are there's taurine citric acid, guarana extract, I don't know if I said that right, ginger root extract and green tea extract and these ingredients have like claimed effects to boost metabolism, provide caffeine and aid in recovery, but like while standing alone, these these ingredients like most likely won't cause harm. But we have to remember like the dose is the poison and like how much can our body take and also how frequently. Can of take these ingredients
1: exactly and that applies to the it's caffeine like- too right like if we're having mm-hmm. a more moderate amount of caffeine that is likely tolerated by your body it's going to be fine but drinking 600 milligrams in the span of 30 minutes is not going to be super great for your body that also hasn't had food all day especially no yeah so last that's- con
0: I didn't even realize we're still in cons. I don't know where I thought we were.
1: Oh, this is all cons. <laughs> There's no pros today, <laughs> except for flavors. <laughs> that was our only That's pro. True, the flavor. <laughs> um. So you go. You go like um, you expensive. Pros. That's the next one. There's expensive. I don't. I think the price, of course, probably depends on where you I'm live, but I'm, I'm sure these Kroger. I know Target's a common place to get these. I always see them at Fresh Time too. Oh, let's
0: see
1: what two dollars for one. Okay, yeah. So, of course, everyone's budget is different. Two thirty at Target. It says Hmm. near me. Oh, it's Snap eligible. (laughs) That's good.
0: (laughs) Interesting. We love some inclusivity.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um. So, of course, expensive is determined by different people and their budget and everything, but. Potentially, it could be like I would rather you spend that two thirty on something that would be maybe providing your body with actual energy from calories instead of energy from two hundred milligrams of caffeine.
0: Yes. Yeah. So let's talk about the risks.
1: As we've already talked about some of the, i just say like, we, like we kind of oversee if- the caffeine one. We've already really done that, but yeah, our other big ones the fact that they're a supplement. Yes.
0: And go list supplement episode way back when. <laughs> that was like
1: an OG episode.
0: Yes. Supplements are not regulated well. In America. In America we'll say that. I don't know the rules as well in the other other countries. Me neither. Um so when supplements aren't regulated, that means they don't have to be truthful about their nutri- their labels. Which will lead us to our last point, but essentially, it's not regulated. That's all you need to know is what they could be posting and what they could be claiming might not be true. Uh, spoiler for our supplement episode you want to see if they're third party tested. And this is like when an outside governing party who doesn't have any influence over that company, like not like Celsius's research articles that they funded. <laughs> big conflict of interest, but essentially you do want to make sure like, if it, it, you are taking a supplement, it's third-party tested and they list who the third-party tester is. They don't just say it. Cause I, we've seen that too, where they're like, this is third-party tested and they don't say who's testing it. So, and they should be very straightforward about
1: that. I am like zooming over their bottle or their cans right now. And they just keep talking about how there's seven essential vitamins and their claims have been proven in six published university studies. Like that's like their whole thing. Um, but I don't see any kind of third-party testing on the can, which maybe you dug deeper. Like you could find on their website if they are, but like Emily said, it should be very straightforward and like direct if it is third-party tested.
0: They claim, I just looked up, I always look up like the brand and then I look up third-party tested. Yeah. And it says the Celsius Holdings, like Incorporated website is monitored, the website is monitored and tested regularly by internal resources and by AudioEye, a third-party provider of web accessibility testing. So it's not the why is the website getting
1: i gonna say like is the actual product like, though
0: <laughs> it says in its accessibility i mean we love inclusivity i love this for them that they have an accessibility statement i've never seen anything like this before yeah um but the actual
1: product is not oh here's a fun one they'd say proprietary formula so that basically means they're not third-party tested Mm. when someone throws the word proprietary on there like proprietary formula proprietary blend it basically means that it's like a secret kind of like like their blend or formula is something that they've created it's true to the brand and a third party would not be able to test if that's accurate because we don't know what proprietary means to them. No. So, I've got a hunch that they are not third party tested, at least not by a major third party testing company. No. Yeah, no. I just found
0: a another dietitian did a review and there was a lab that third party tested an ingredient. <laughs> oh, great. So, not super helpful. I think we already talked about most of the other cons. Yeah. Or the risks more so. Yeah. So let's talk about this lawsuit because this has been juicy. And there are statements out there that like if you consumed Celsius between January 1st of 2015, so eight years ago, and November 23rd of 2022, you may be entitled to some money from this class action settlement. One of the biggest things is like products were being labeled as containing no preservatives despite containing citric acid where Celsius was arguing it was being used to like add flavor and not as a preservative. And I looked into it and both sides agreed not to pursue and they just settled. So like, it's kind of hard to know, like if it was true or not, but people were saying they were getting hospitalized And it makes me wonder like what the causes are. Like, obviously we don't know all the factors affecting that person's life, but just like, I always think of like caffeine in general. Right. (laughs) And whatnot, like hospitalizations, like heart palpitations are very scary and raise like elevated blood pressure levels can send people to hospitals. So like, I don't know if it's just like a Celsius thing or like, maybe it's a like, more of
1: an energy drink thing and just like the overconsumption just going to say like there's so many i don't know if studies is the right word but a lot of stories i guess i'll say about energy drinks in general leading to hospitalization yeah which is kind of the theme for the whole episode today like while we touched on celsius more specifically in certain aspects in terms of like grams or milligrams of caffeine and all of that a lot of these things like the caffeine overdose the excess of the vitamins the proprietary blends like these apply to almost any energy drink that's out there. So it's just kind of good to heed with caution.
0: Yes. Please don't shock on them. That's a terrible idea. Yes. This is not medical advice, but a general statement, probably not good to like quickly consume caffeine,
1: which in I any form. feel like is popular for these because they're promoted as like a pre-workout like an exercise like to be drank drunk along with like a workout before a workout and like with pre-workout like the powders we often see like dry scooping is what it's called
0: mm-hmm.
1: where you just like down the hatch right before you go work out and i'm sure a similar effect comes from these where like it's encouraged to drink them like right before you work out which often includes like chugging and drinking it really fast yeah you likely aren't sipping on these kind of things over like <laughs> Unless you're us drinking for flavor. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Pour over some ice in a wine glass. That's how I would drink I know. it. And
0: that sounds great to me, but yeah. I'd have to do it, be done by like 12 PM. Or oh, else. that's
1: true. I do it in the morning. Yeah. That's another thing. Like yeah. going back to the whole boosting metabolism thing. If you're drinking this at 8 PM before you go work out and then you're up all night because you had too much caffeine. that's not so great for your metabolism because you probably got like two hours of sleep. Mm-hmm. We got to think bigger picture than just how is this random peach flavored energy drink boosting my metabolism? Yeah. Like
0: this one thing
1: there's bigger battles to fight. Yes. So that's
0: Celsius.
1: That's Celsius. That's it's
0: not, Celsius. This was, it wasn't really like a hard no. It was like a, let's
1: be cautious. And... Yeah, exactly. I hope we made that clear in the beginning too. Like if you like these, you like them it's probably fine. Just like, don't be dumb about it. <laughs> like, yeah, have some critical thoughts. Emily always says
0: critical thinking
1: is essential. <laughs> yeah.
0: So let's talk about the bonus question. And I want you to go first, Anna, because I have, I have like some thoughts, but I haven't put them together in a coherent way in my brain. So today's question is, is a chicken
1: nugget, a meatball? my gut reaction is yes. I feel like a meatball is just like ground meat of sorts shaped and like a mushed up ballish shape. The only thing that would lead me the other direction is that meatballs are balls and chicken nuggets typically aren't like spherical, but I feel like, like nutrient composition wise and like protein source wise, like ingredient wise, I mean, like they tend to be I have a question. Pretty similar. I have a clarifying question. Are you
0: saying is like a a chicken nugget, a meatball? Like you would identify, like you would, you would see a chicken nugget and be like meatball. Or are you saying a chicken nugget is the
1: chicken equivalent of a meatball to beef? Well, meatballs could be more than just beef. Meatballs are like, I make turkey meatballs all the time. That's
0: true. That's
1: That's true. Okay. You're right. Like well, I actually just- don't even think beef. I don't think meatball. I think of turkey because that's just always what I make. But that's just how my brain works. Okay. So it's like the concept of a meatball, then. Yeah, like I feel like to kind of give an example, like a chocolate chip cookie is a cookie. So like cookies, mm. the category, and we've got different types. So like other meatballs yeah. might be uh, sausage links. I'd consider a meatball. <laughs> it's just ground up meat in a shape. <laughs> um. What about
0: meatloaf?
1: Is meatloaf a meatball? I think we've had that question before. Maybe we like it's on my list. I think meatloaf is just a giant meatball.
0: (laughs) I think we
1: (laughs) I think we had that question.
0: But then we I remember we talked about like what we paired it with, because I talked about pasta and meatballs, and then we talked about what else we pair meatloaf with. Yeah. I like, I think I'm siding with you. Cause like my heart says, <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> like it's a ball of meat. Right. I think it's cooked differently. They're typically fried, which I don't know meatballs. If those are typically fried, I don't ever fry them.
0: No, I don't think so. I don't know how well that whole, you have to put a I know you like people, I like add breadcrumbs to mine, but like you'd have to add a lot of breadcrumbs.
1: Yeah. Which, what's a chicken nuggets that makes them stay so together, so well together?
0: I mean, I've watched videos on chicken nuggets being made and I'm afraid. So
1: it's not appetizing. I, no. We don't question <laughs> what's going on behind <laughs> closed doors at McDonald's.
0: <laughs> no, no.
1: Um. Okay. Well, yeah, I think gut reaction is yes, but we're open to have our minds change. It sounds like on this one. Yes.
0: Please comment. On our our website, we've been talking about this and we want you guys to be able to utilize it more because it's so fun and interactive is under, uh, we upload all the episodes to our website and there's like a comment section now where you can like post comments. Let us know what you think because I feel like maybe there's a piece we're missing.
1: Yeah, like my gut reactions, yes. But like I said, I could be swayed, which means that something is not quite- (laughs) fully formed in my head. Yes. (sighs) Yeah. Yeah. Let us know. (laughs) All right. Well, that's Celsius. That's chicken nuggets. I should have thought of a more like common theme with the bonus question with the topic of the episode, but that's okay. That's okay. That's okay. This is still fun. (laughs) Still fun. All right, guys. Well, thank you for listening. We hope you just learned so much about energy drinks and we will see you next week. Have a good rest of your day. Thank you so much for tuning in on this episode of The Upbeat Dietitians with your hosts, Emily Krause and Hannah Thompson. We appreciate you all so much for continuing
0: to support us. In order to support us and sustain the success of this podcast, please subscribe and leave a
1: rating and review. If you'd like to provide us feedback for future episodes and guest stars, follow us on Instagram at The Upbeat Dietitians. Lastly, you can show us support by providing a monthly donation using the link at the end of our bio. Once again, thank you so much for listening today and stay tuned next Wednesday for a new episode. Until then, we hope you have a wonderful rest of your week.